Hello and welcome back to a not-so-brief history of Disney World. I'm your host, William Tinsel. Make sure to like, share, follow, and rate the podcast. And anything else you can do to help get the podcast out there, I would really appreciate it. And make sure to stay tuned as we took a, take a look at the past year at Walt Disney World and talk about some things that I haven't focused on in any specific episodes. So let's get right into it. To all who come to this happy place... Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky to the Magic Kingdom. Yesterday, Disneyland and the New York World's Fair. Tomorrow, a project so vast, it has already been called a whole new Disney World. So last week, we took a very, very quick look at what happened in the past year at Walt Disney World. And today, we're going to take a more in-depth look at uh, what we talked about last episode. So getting right into it. Obviously, last year, Walt Disney World celebrated its 50th anniversary. And with that came some new arrivals and experiences in the park. Uh, Starting with the earliest of these changes, uh, Cinderella Castle. When Disney World reopened in summer of 2020, uh, you know, after the pandemic hit and it reopened, uh, Cinderella Castle had a new look that featured uh, a soft pink with, like, gold accents, so a definitely more storybook-type look. Um, I I think it looked great. I think both designs of the castle were great, but I think this one's actually slightly better. Uh, But this change was only the beginning. Uh, In anticipation of the 50th anniversary, obviously the castle was going to be changed a little bit to celebrate. um, And it was decked out with streamers and a 50th emblem. And if you remember, when Disney World celebrated its 25th anniversary, that was one of the worst castle redesigns ever because they tried to make it look like a, a birthday cake. But it ended up looking super cheap and just not not good at all. Um, so this was, it was good to see that they kind of learned from their mistakes and made sure that they treated the castle, you know, with respect to make it look good for the 50th. Um, along with changes to the castle, there was also the in- introduction of Disney Enchantment, which was a new fireworks show, and it's still going, um, at the Magic Kingdom that replaced the, the beloved ha- Happily Ever After show. And I'm not big on fireworks shows, but I think that Disney Enchantment was definitely solid. Um, I only saw it once, but I think, yeah, it was definitely solid. And like I said before, I'm not super big on fireworks shows, so I'm definitely not the person, you know, that was, like, unhappy about Happily Ever After going away. But I don't think it was necessarily the right choice, because I think it would have been nice to see a tribute to the 50 years or even the return of main, of the Main Street Electrical Parade, which is, I believe, going to happen at Disneyland. Um, if it hasn't already, or, you know, it's going to happen soon. I, I've seen stuff like that, so I would like I would have liked to see that return to the Magic Kingdom. Speaking of shows and faces of the parks, during the 50th anniversary celebration, 
the four parks had their own, uh, I think they, uh, they called it Beacons of Magic. And, uh, of course, all this is still going on. I believe it ends April, April 1st, 2023. So, yeah, it's like a, it's a super long 18-month celebration. So, if you haven't seen it already, haven't seen it already, you got plenty of time. Um, they're definitely stretching it out. So, the Beacons of Magic, it was the Tree of Life, Spaceship, Spaceship Earth, uh, Hollywood Tower Hotel, and, of course, Cinderella Castle. And they were all turned into Beacons of Magic uh, with some pretty awesome projections. I didn't see the Tree of Life because I think I was in Hollywood Studio. I was in Animal Kingdom for, like, half a day in the morning, so I wasn't back there at night when I went uh, a couple of months ago. So, I didn't see the Tree of Life, but I've seen pictures. Um, I saw all the other ones. But my favorite was definitely the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Um, and, you know, of course, all the other ones were good. But I think the Hollywood Tower Hotel in Hollywood Studios was probably the best. I think it was great to see, like, you saw, like, another side of the hotel. Kind of like you would have seen before it was, you know, haunted and abandoned. All of them are awesome, like I said, and they've added a bit more magic to the celebration. Not only did the parks get new shows, uh, but some new experiences were introduced. One of which was introduced on October the 1st, 2021, on the, you know, 50th anniversary. And it was in Epcot, so that wasn't essential, uh, wasn't really the 50th anniversary for Epcot, but anyway, it, you know, was still introduced on October 1st. And that was Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And that was a great addition to World Showcase and Epcot as a whole. And, you know, Epcot is being pumped with IPs right now. Which doesn't make two cents. And it's, it, like I just said, it's just they're pumping it with IPs. And I think this one actually fits on, like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I, that fits in no way, shape, or form, I feel like. I feel like that's a Hollywood Studios type ride and theme, but, eh, you know, anyway. Uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure fit with the theme of Epcot and World Showcase, and I think it really worked. I think that the, you know, the queue was good and the system that the ride used, like the trackless, trackless dark ride was super awesome. And it's, like, super advanced, so it's good to see that they're still innovating. And that system definitely continues to improve, because you saw it uh, kind of with, uh, what was it? What was the first one? I believe the first one was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah, I think so. At Disney World. Um, yeah, and then they did it in Rise of the Resistance. So, yeah, it's good to see them implementing new systems. Uh, and it was a transplant ride from Paris. And it, it still felt like a good addition to the France Pavilion and a welcome one. And I really like Ratatouille, uh, the movie. So, I was definitely highly anticipating this ride and it, it certainly lived up to my anticipations and I think it lived up to others anticipations because they weren't like sky high because we've already seen the ride and we know we know it's a solid ride so I think it was definitely uh, it wasn't a letdown that's for sure and another new addition was Genie Plus <laughs> and this one was certainly met with negative reactions <laughs> as opposed to the other ones that were met with. Met with more positive ones. 
is it did take away the fast pass plus system and that really showed where chapex goals lie you know with the parks and it it is a perfect example um, of his you know already disastrous run as ceo um but anyway genie plus was just a way to pump more money out of the parks in a way guest finds that's just an annoyance uh, it's definitely buggy and a huge step back from fast pass plus uh, the day certainly starts off full of stress if you're trying to get a lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance. I mean, it was like 30 seconds after the slot opened at like 7 in the morning. You know, for the people staying on property. And it was for like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So I don't know, you know, what people are trying to train. I don't know what people are training, what their training is. But, you know, if you get that first lightning lane, that is quite impressive for Rise of the Resistance. I mean, like, no joke. It was like literally 30 seconds in and i clicked that button and maybe when i clicked it it said like eight <laughs> and then when i'm you know going through the stuff it was four o'clock so definitely not as easy as fast fast plus was where if you were staying on property you got to do it you know more in advance so i think that was definitely a better system but you know can't change it um that's just kind of the reality and, you know, moving on from the, <laughs> let's move on from the negative over there. Uh, like I said last week, in that, uh, in that little short episode last week, there were also, you know, some smaller changes made, uh, like the refurbishment of the Jungle Cruise uh, over in Adventureland. I spoke on this last week, uh, you know, again, briefly, but I think that the changes were welcome and helped the ride out in a way by giving it some TLC. Uh, and it, it was uh, it was a change in part of uh, it was part of Disney's changes to try to get some outdated ideas, and you know some of the more you know depictions of race that weren't <laughs> exactly positive, you know out of the park, and they changed minimal minimal was changed. There were minimal changes, so I I think it was you know like I said welcome give it some uh, TLC so. That was a change I was definitely happy with, and I think I think it was welcome. Uh, moving on, one of the biggest openings during the 50th was the Galactic Star Cruiser, um, just outside of Hollywood Studios. It opened in late February to the media, uh, and I believe to the media it was just short. I think they condensed it into like, I want to say like just maybe a day, I, but I'm not sure, so... There's definitely, there's a ton of videos if you want to see it. And then, you know, op open later uh, in March, I think the beginning to, you know, the general public. I think that it's probably an experience that you need to have, need to, you need to be on it to get a good, true opinion because it's definitely different and out there. But I think it has its good things and then it has some downfalls. You know, one of the downfalls being the price tag you know, for essentially a screened-in hotel for a couple of days, two days, I think, like two and a half. Um, and as I said last week, it markets to a smaller uh, audience because obviously the high price tag and you are kept out of the parks for a couple of days. So it's not, you know, your traditional Disney World experience because if you're going there and, you know, you're out of state, you're not going, you're not staying there, you know, just to go, I don't think you're just going there and then leaving because, or at least I wouldn't want to do it, because that's not, 
that's not one of the experience. That's not really a true like Disney World experience to me, but so I think definitely that's just my opinion. But I still think it's Marcus to a smaller uh, audience. But I ha I have watched some of those videos, and I think that one of the coolest things was uh, I, if you've seen the uh, videos, you've probably or you know been there. <laughs> um, Ray's lightsaber, and like there's like because it's obviously interactive, so at the end it's like Ray fighting Kylo Ren, but it has that lightsaber that was teased in some videos earlier, uh, I think 2020, 2021, and it's really awesome, but if you see the videos, you know the way that they change, because it's obviously not, you know, like, not a functional one, so they can't really use it in, like, a show or performance, so they do have to change it out, and it's probably the clumsiest change I've ever seen, and they could definitely do better with it. Because if you've seen it, they're on, like, a deck um, fighting, and she, you know, breaks out the lightsaber, and it lights up. It's sick. But then she, like, bends down and goes to pick it up, which just seems super, you know, clunky and clumsy, and definitely not. It kind of takes away from it, but I think they could improve on that and make it pretty sick, but certainly a small part. Um, and I think that lightsaber as a whole is certainly a great innovation and just it, one that can be expanded upon. A big downfall in my eyes is that the Galactic Star Cruiser reminds you what was promised for Galaxy's Edge. Because it essentially is paying $6,000 to get what you were promised for Galaxy's Edge. Because when Galaxy's Edge was announced, you were really supposed to be put into your own, like, Star Wars choose-your-own-adventure, like Galactic Star Cruiser. And, you know, almost as you, if are, as you are a character in the Star Wars universe, and you interact more with the land. And, you know, while there are characters like Kylo Ren and Rey and the Stormtroopers, make appearances in Galaxy's Edge, you don't really get to play it out like a choose-your-own-adventure. Uh, I don't know if you get what I'm saying, but if you've seen the videos of Galactic Star Wars or read about it, you'd see that that was what was supposed to happen, you know, in Galaxy's Edge, and I think that just kind of reminds you that, you know, sometimes it doesn't play out like it's going to be announced, so it's just, I, I think that's kind of annoying just because now you have to pay $6,000 for essentially what you were promised for, you know, an experience in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Um, uh, continuing on the theme of space, Space 220 did open in Epcot in September, I believe, right before the 50th, uh, the true 50th. And it, it like. Galactic Star Cruiser used screens to simulate an experience in space, and obviously it wasn't quite like Galactic Star Cruiser because you're only up there for you know lunch or dinner. It was still super innovative, and a tr a really step into the future of experiences at Walt Disney World. Um, I've done previous episodes on you know more stuff like that, like kind of like the future of Epcot, Walt Disney World. So you can definitely go check out those. I've done ones on Genie Plus and Tron and more things from the previous year that like didn't make it into this episode because I feel like I haven't talked about what I'm talking about now, but I just wanted to, you know, 
condense it into, you know, an episode, because I didn't think I could make a very long episode on the other one, on the other ones, you know, more than five minutes, so that's kind of the purpose of this episode, but as you can see, it was one heck of a year, and the 50th anniversary at Walt Disney World was as busy as the rest um, of what happened this year, and while we didn't get everything we promised in previous years, because the pandemic stepped in the way, uh, we still got quite a bit, and I think it was it was a good bounce back from the pandemic just to have that because it seemed like there might have been a bit more ambition to finish stuff and all that stuff maybe might have been Galactic Star Cruiser and not, you know, Tron. Five construction workers working on Tron when we got back uh, out of the pandemic. So, you know, but it's still getting stuff done and when you prioritize things, you're able to complete those and then move on to the next. Um, so we still will get those experiences. It's just a little bit later on down the road. And you've kind of seen that in all everything after the pandemic. So, you know, that's just kind of what you got to expect. But I think all in all, it was a good, like I said, a good bounce back year. Uh, and in May, we should begin Cosmic Rewind, which I think was promised for, it might have been, I think this is actually earlier. Um, I think it, it might have been said at one point, like 2023, but to get it in 2022 is pretty good. So you got May, we got Cosmic Rewind, Tron should be coming sometime this year, even though that has been, you know, quite the uh, quite the experience of changes. Um, and I did an episode a couple weeks ago on that, so you can go check that out. And there's a lot more coming this year, and there'll, there'll be plenty of changes. Epcot should be finished up soon, which is great, because that's like walking through a construction site at this point. And, you know, so it, it should be, we got a good couple of years ahead of us. And it was about a year ago since I started this podcast, and I just want to thank you guys for listening for a year, and there is plenty to look forward to. And I just want to thank you for continuing to listen and make sure to continue to listen and get people listening. Um, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, so also make sure to rate the podcast on, if you're listening on Spotify. Uh, listen to past episodes. You can like, share, follow, and really anything else, like I said before, you can do to help get the podcast out there. I'd really appreciate it. And as always, have a zippity doo da day. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-dah. I'm